We are so excited to announce that we have opened the doors to our private membership community, The Symposium. Inside The Symposium, you have access to all of our free and paid content, daily prompts to pull to, live monthly workshops, reading room Zooms, and monthly virtual meetups. We also host monthly challenges and have a lively and engaged community, as well as tarot spread and resource libraries. The Symposium is an incredible community of like-minded folks who value the intersection of tarot, mental health, self-reflection, and personal growth. We're really excited to meet you all inside the symposium. So head over to thetarotdiagnosis.com and click join the symposium today to become a part of our community. You're listening to The Tarot Diagnosis. We're your hosts. I'm Luna. And I'm Shannon. We're both clinical psychotherapists who trained together at Johns Hopkins. Now we are both in private practice in Tampa, Florida, and in Baltimore, Maryland. We also both happen to have a love for tarot. Each episode, we work to demystify the tarot and explore its connections to mental and emotional health. While this podcast may feel therapeutic, it is not meant to take the place of psychotherapy. Join us while we pull cards to better understand ourselves and those around us. Hey, Luna. Hey, Shannon. So today we are talking about finding your voice. Mm-hmm. I think when I think of finding your voice, I personally think of it as kind of gaining confidence to authentically share maybe who you are, like your thoughts, your feelings, the experiences you've had in life. I also think of it as embracing our own kind of unique way of communicating, which is funny because <laughs> Two seconds ago, I redid our intro because I was like, oh, I don't like the way I said that thing. And Luna, you were like, find your voice. Yes. (laughs) Because I didn't feel like the way I introduced the topic was authentically me. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I would say that. Why am I saying this? It just came out. No, I want to say it again. So yeah, I think it's about embracing our own, own way of talking, communicating, experiencing the world. Also, things like owning our personality, which is really fascinating if you think about it, because it takes a lot of courage to kind of like own who you are, but still be open and flexible to change and growth. Because I mean, finding our voice and accepting who we are, feeling empowered is really a lifelong journey anyway, because we are constantly evolving. I thank you for that, because I wasn't sure what direction we were going to go. So that was great. And you know, I like where you're going with this very much that, uh, finding your voice, it does feel like it is about being able to say what is you. And there's a difference there. Cause when I was thinking about today, I was sort of like Googling and sort of thinking about it. And, um, something that kind of a a cross hit was this idea of being authentic. And I think there's like a slight nuance there. Being authentic feels a little bit different. Finding your voice is really about being able to express yourself by knowing yourself versus, um, showing up and being, authentic or honest, like there's a little bit of a difference. And, you know, part of what I also discovered in my little deep dive into the internet was (laughs) that the phrase finding your voice is attached to Pokemon, but also is, (laughs) yeah, which I was like, that's not what I mean. That's funny. Um, But it's also attached to the idea of creativity. And I think that that feels so right, that this is not about being able to express yourself, but being able to almost expressed yourself artfully. You know, I found it a lot for writers, but mm-hmm. I think that the way we talk can be a form of creation and it's frustrating to not be able to do that. 
Oh, I, yeah, I love where you're, you're going. I was hoping we were going to cover that topic too. I think that's why this particular discussion is probably going to be pretty layered because then you, you have this aspect of kind of owning yourself, right? And saying, yeah, this is, this is how I communicate. And it's okay if I don't say the same things that this person says, or if I don't, I don't know, emote the way this person does. There's that layer. And then there's this layer of how are you choosing to share your inner creativity with with the world or maybe even just on your own? And what ways are you letting your internal dialogue and your experiences come out? Are you keeping them stifled? Are you afraid of them? Are you are you worried about what you might discover if you choose to find your voice? <laughs> I think exploring it creatively is really fun and exciting, but it's interesting because when you're exploring it creatively, I think the same anxiety and fears come up when you're also exploring it, maybe from this more practical sense of how am I showing up in my relationships or how am I showing up in the world? How am I showing up for myself? There's, I guess, probably that constant fear of, am I going to be judged? Am I going to be criticized? Am I doing it right? Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, there's so many things to unpack right now. And I'm suddenly very excited. I kind of think we should pull a card real quick. Let's do it. Oh my gosh. You have all your decks again. What are I you do. Using? <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm using Tarot of the Divine. <laughs> oh. What deck are you using? I grabbed Jack-O-Lantern Tarot because Ooh, I know it's, it's early yeah. September, but I'm like, <laughs> it's spooky season. I can yes. do pumpkins. So. Totally. I felt a little spooky season today. It's so funny. So, you know, now that we're in this new house, I'm like, oh, I can like, you know, maybe go to Home Goods and get a couple things or, you know, whatever, my local Ross or something. And everyone has the Halloween decor out. And I'm like, oh, my everyday decor is now available. <laughs> I can have spooky stuff now. <laughs> okay, no lie. I think that this was inspired because I did go to Home Goods today yes. after going to the dentist. And I think that's why I was like, let's do the jack-o'-lantern. That's exactly yes. what happened. Yes. They have those cool like uh, skull plates. I'm pretty excited about my go get them. I did buy some skull um posters that I've, I've been using every day now. So good stuff, know. man. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. What did you pull? I pulled Knight of Pentacles, which I find very boring. I haven't decided what I think about it. What did you get? Yeah, I got six of swords. <laughs> oh yeah. So this is, um, Knight of Pentacles and six of swords. I like the six of swords a lot better. I might end up liking yeah. the Knight of Pentacles. It's just my first reaction is bleh. But I mean, isn't that everybody's first reaction to Knight of Pentacles? It's like, yeah, I like, don't know what to do with him sometimes. I feel like I know what to do with a lot of the other knights, but I'm like, mm, I, yeah, I guess he can fall kind of flat sometimes. Yeah, and I think that that's actually, oh, that's interesting. I mean, I think that that's right. Like we sort of judge Knight of Pentacles as being kind of a boring guy. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And how would, <laughs> right, sorry, Knight of Pentacles. But I mean, like a good question, how would Knight of Pentacles find his voice. Like that's oh, an interesting that. idea. Um, what do you think about that six of swords though? I mean, I think it's, it feels like a heavy card, but I think, I think it, for the topic, it makes sense because the way I perceive six of swords is always like going from one destination to another and kind of maybe choosing some things to take with you and some things to leave behind. I think that makes sense for finding your voice because it goes back to like the art of unlearning, right? What did you mm -hmm. learn about how you're supposed to be or how you're supposed right. to speak or interact or exist or show up in the world? Do you feel like 
some of that is is true and that feels right for you, what part of what you learn doesn't feel true or right for you? And kind of, you know, getting in that boat and saying, all right, I'm going to head over here and experiment with this and see how this feels. You know, I think, oh, you know, you talking about creativity, I think lends itself nicely to this card too, because maybe actually creativity in tarot, because I think even we see this a lot in tarot when we, you know, we all, I feel like we read and interpret the cards differently. And so many of us are afraid of kind of like doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I always want to say you can't do it wrong if it feels right to you. So I think the Six of Swords is also a reminder that it's okay to kind of let go of these ideas that you had of of how you're supposed to be reading, for example, or how you're supposed to be existing and move on to explore other possible new ways of being and and knowing that maybe those might not feel right either, but being continually being curious and willing to explore. It's really interesting. You know, for me, Six of Swords is is often about grief or about like leaving something behind, which we need to leave behind, but we can be sad about needing to leave it behind. And so it kind of brings up for me the idea of finding your voice versus and parsing it out from the idea of identity. Because mm-hmm. I think that as we kind of begin the process of trying to sort of figure out what our our truest voice is, it can become a clash around the idea, but this is how I want to present. I mean, this is actually like a really interesting topic around code switching. Mm -hmm. This idea of in one situation, I talk like this. And in another situation, I talk like this, which can make a person feel inauthentic, but also there is an embracing of different forms of identity there. So, I mean, I, I, I think that that six of swords is really capturing that part of when we might have to leave something behind, even if it's just in a single conversation and the sadness that comes from that. I love how you broke that down and use the line, even if it's just in a single conversation, because there's a really important artistic component to this card. And that's, you know, where they are now and the water is kind of choppy, but Mm. the other water around them is, is pretty smooth. And, you know, I think that also goes to show that maybe Sometimes our voice and the way we show up can be, you know, really loud or maybe not tamed. And then there can be a side of us that maybe, maybe is. And that can be really difficult to reconcile because sometimes we feel like maybe we're not allowed to be that choppy side, or maybe we are too much of that, that smooth, easy side and trying to figure out how to allow these to maybe exist together or maybe not and know that it's okay that sometimes we're like you said one way in one situation and have to maybe turn on a different way uh, of being or existing or using our voice in another situation okay which now i'm in love with knight of pentacles like suddenly Mm -hmm. i'm like oh 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 i see how that works now there's an element of Knight of Pentacles that is very much about learning to be practical and successful in the material world. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about like successful, just sort of like in day-to-day life by having practicing and hoping for mastery around life skills. And so this is actually really interesting, this idea of how do I find my voice, communicate effectively, in any given situation while still being 
creative in my language or Mm. creative in my expression and also still being genuine to who I am. Maybe not all parts of who I am, but maybe that's kind of part of the art of this is learning how to find ones. I mean, the way I talk on this podcast, it's interesting, actually, like when we listen to the audio, Mm -hmm. I can if I can't remember the conversation, I can tell when you and I sort of take a little break and we're talking about something else. Cause actually like the tone of my voice changes yeah. just so slightly. And I don't think that that's me being inauthentic. It's just being able to, cause I think I'm very authentic on the, on the podcast mm-hmm. and I'm authentic when I'm talking to you, but it's a slightly different version. And I think that this Knight of pentacles is inviting us to explore that rather than to feel conflicted around it. Oh, that's so important that we we talked about that explore instead of feeling conflicted. And it's interesting. I kind of like that you're you're bringing up the here and now with the with the podcast because mm-hmm. I find that I personally I think about this a lot, and I didn't realize I think about it a lot until you just said it. <laughs> I want to make sure that how I show up on the podcast does seem genuine and authentic. And this is how I communicate. And I'm like making sure like, is that how I would talk in like, quote unquote, real life? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, I think it is, of course, there's kind of like a, cause you know, you're on, it's like when you hit that record button, it's like, oh, suddenly I have to make sure I'm projecting my voice. I can't just be like mumbling to Luna. Like I do, <laughs> you know, you know? <laughs> like, I have to like, make sure I'm enunciating so people can understand me. And, you know, I, I have to make sure that I'm looking towards the mic. Cause often even this came up in session the other day, I was, you know, talking to someone, we were talking about communication and I was trying to normalize some stuff. And I was talking about how, when I communicate, I often look up and around and in corners, you know, you'll mm-hmm. probably notice that if you watch some of our videos. And sometimes if I do too much, I get worried. I'm like, oh, I need to like <laughs> focus so people don't think I'm just like staring off at a ghost in the corner <laughs> or something. So I am kind of aware of that. And it's, it's interesting because I think some people also can get in their heads too much when that happens. You see it a lot with socializing when people are having a hard time connecting with others. They get too in their head and they have this inner voice and they're trying to figure out, is this inner voice like something I should listen to? Is this anxiety? Is this my intuition? And how am I showing up right now? Am I showing up in a way that feels genuine and kind? Or am I showing up in a way that this person might feel is annoying? And that's probably a whole other ball game, but it's also wrapped up in this subject of finding our voice. Oh, I love where you just went with this because it was something I was sort of thinking about a little bit earlier with this, that the, sort of the opposite of finding your voice is experiencing some pretty extreme social anxiety. I mean, yeah. there's even this thing called selective mutism, which I think yes. is like been oh. talked about in like mainstream TV, where like the social anxiety becomes so intense that you mm-hmm. like cannot speak. Like you literally can't speak. And it's, I mean, it's terrible. And I think that what we're sort of playing with here is this idea that we do get in our heads about how am I talking? And I, God, boy, I feel bad about bad mouthing that night of pentacles. Cause now I right. really like him. I, I like that. He's sort of <laughs> guiding me and saying like, here, like you don't Let's need focus. to be like, right. Like <laughs> here's a thing. Here's a thing. Two things can be true. Like, it's fine. You don't need to be so in your head before we started. I pulled a card just to kind of get ready. And I pulled eight of swords and I think, right. Like it's I played of swords too. Oh, of course you did. Cause it's really in so many ways, the perfect card for this. Yeah. I mean, the swords are 
swords represent ideas, thoughts, and language, right? And this character who is caught in the middle of these swords feeling absolutely trapped. What about yeah. my voice this way? What about this way? What is this person thinking? Did I look the wrong way? I do that too, by the way. I look up when I'm like really yeah. thinking. Mm-hmm. Like I like I think it's a sign of like your brain um, going into creative mode. Oh, cool. I think I read that once. Don't quote me. I'm doing that <laughs> off the cuff. Sounds about right. Right. <laughs> but I mean, I think that this is sort of, I love putting that eight of swords right next to that knight of pentacles and saying like, we don't need to think about it like that. We can think about it like this. It's task by task by task rather than all of the things all at once. I'm so glad you brought up Eight of Swords. It's one of the cards I pulled to guide the episode. And I love the way it's depicted in Tower of the Divine. There's this person who looks like they might be nude. They're sitting with with their knees up to their chest. And they have this like animal hide on them, which I think is so fascinating based on what we're talking about today. So like their raw inner self is, is being... Uh, covered by this animal hide. And I think part of this discussion is very much about finding the courage to kind of step forward into ourselves and forward into who we want to be and how we are choosing to express ourselves or how we're choosing to censor ourselves, which I think Eight of Swords can also represent. And I think I had pulled this card last week too, but it makes sense to talk about it today because it is about being like kind of tied down by by fear and these questions of what if, right? When we're talking about social anxiety and how people are experiencing us, what if I fuck up? What if what if someone makes fun of me? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have all these made up scenarios in your head that actually keep you from living, that keep you from stepping forward. And then the other problem with that is not only does that stop us from stepping forward and and living the life that we want to live. But now that we're in our heads with these really shitty scenarios um, that, you know, we're being trapped by with these eight of swords and we have nothing to do other than what if this, what if that, if that thing actually does happen that you're worried about, now you've suffered twice instead of only suffering once. So trying to figure out now, how do I, how do I remove some of these swords or step away from this space that's trapping me? And that is very difficult too. Yeah. You know, like I grabbed seven of cups as you're talking, because I think that that is, it's so interesting. Like we began with this place of finding your voice is a creative endeavor in many ways, like figuring out how do I want to say this in a, in a clever way or in a way in which I'm going to be heard or in a way that um, is maybe a little funny. Like there's some, nothing more joyful than being able to crack a great joke and making people laugh. Like there's like mm-hmm. absolutely just the, purest form of creation. I'm taking words and stringing them together and making people laugh. Like that's incredible. But we have this other form of creation and that's imagination. And that's what you're talking about. When we get to in our head with the social anxiety or with the imagination of the different scenarios, we get lost and we end up losing the thing that we're trying to do, which is express. I think that I I keep landing on this idea of expressing yourself is moment by moment. It's not expressing yourself fully all of the time. It's just, this yes. is the idea, you know, my darling daughter, I'm just going to like <laughs> talk about her for a second, told me the day that she had this idea that was very helpful for her. She decided that she's going to not get upset if she forgets an idea. And mm-hmm. instead she's going to say to herself, it's okay. If I forgot that I'll have another idea. 
and I like love that. And I love that for, for this conversation. It's okay. If you don't say something right, it's okay. If your joke falls flat, it's okay. If you didn't fully express what you wanted to say, there's going to be more opportunities. What a powerful, uh, statement of, of advice. Like, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I was so happy to hear it. I was like, you're so smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love that. Like, instead of beating yourself up, like I will, I'll have another, I think it's really important to keep in mind because what you're talking about is essentially like all or nothing thinking. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, really this eight of swords, it's, this card can be applied to so many human experiences that we have. And I'm looking at this, the tarot of of the divine image. And it's so interesting because another component of this card is this big, like bright, beautiful castle in the background that, and it looks like this person's kind of like in a cave. And what's also interesting is we were in between two topics for today. (laughs) We were in between discussing the concept of isolation and belonging and finding your voice. And we settled on finding your voice. But now that we're really talking about this, I'm also thinking there is a component of isolation and belonging within finding your voice. And this eight of swords really sums that up because when we are in our heads about if we are showing up correctly, for example, or what we perceive to be correctly, we are inherently isolating ourselves. And then we're looking out in this world, this big, you know, beautiful castle in the background of where we don't belong, where we we think we don't belong because we're too busy engaging this negative imagination that we have and we're stuck. Such an interesting, like, I just think you're so clever to have brought that around like that. I'm sitting here like, (laughs) oh, well done. Thanks. I mean, I think that this idea that we're talking about is really interesting that uh, having found our voice is so important because it's a way of, of connecting and we can use imagination to actually keep ourselves trapped and to be eight of swords. But I think that there's another idea here that we haven't quite jumped into yet. And that's about, but how do I know which voice is mine? Because we all have multiple voices in our heads, at least I do. And um <laughs> Being able to parse out, I think that this is actually something that I've been thinking about this a lot and having a lot of conversations about being able to figure out which voice is the one that is the most true in any given situation. Which voice should I be listening to? And it's so interesting because like, if there's a situation where I have to look at my own mistakes, there is one version of that voice, which is Mm -hmm. hypercritical really judgmental, like really mean. And there is another version of that voice that is about accountability. And they do sound different, but being able to understand that those are different voices and not confuse myself around that is, I think, another key part of this, figuring out which voice needs to come out at any given moment. Yeah, that's and that's so difficult for a lot of us. And I think that requires a sense of stillness and self-reflection that Mm. also can be difficult. I'm actually, the way this conversation is going is making me think of the moon, which is one of the cards that came out when I pulled to guide the episode, which, you know, always happy to see the moon, the moon. And it's so beautiful in Tarot of the Divine. But, you know, I think this can be a card of discovery, trying to figure out, okay, like you're saying, which of these voices is accurate? Which of these voices is, is, steeped in knowledge that I need to unlearn that is not helpful for me anymore. 
and which of these voices is going to is going to make me feel better. <laughs> I, I don't think we spend time talking about that because a lot of times when we're hearing that voice that's like, oh, you screwed up or you did this or you did that, there's a level of like punishment that exists and we feel like, oh, we're supposed to feel shitty now and now we have to sulk. And no, we don't have to. Like there's that accountability voice you talked about. So then Mm -hmm. there's like, okay, I did that thing. I have to fix it. And now how am I going to speak to myself or how am I going to show up in a way that feels good? Because I don't need to feel bad right now. And then another component of this, I think is that keeps coming up is, is this idea of values. And what do we value? What do we feel like we're supposed to value? And I think discovering those helps us discover how we find our voice and what voice shows up for us. Because we don't often practice spending time just with ourselves reflecting because there's a level of fear too. When we think of the moon, it's like, oh, what am I going to find? I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. what are you afraid of discovering? What are you afraid of happening? So those are some interesting questions that could be worth sitting with too. Uh, yes. I, I love that you brought the moon into it. And I love the, the question that you're asking primarily about the values. I think that that is really hard for people. I do a lot of work around that actually. Like what is yeah. your value? And a lot of people, it can be incredibly challenging. We live in polarized times where um, a lot of people are sort of in this sort of like, I'm in this camp or this camp, and you're not allowed to have any areas of crossover. But if somebody does have an area of crossover, it's really distressing, like really, really distressing. And I've had lots of conversations with people about that experience of sort of saying like, yeah, you know, like most of me is in this camp, but there's this one part of me that's sort of thinks this other thing. And I feel like it's wrong or bad. And I definitely don't have a way of talking about it. And I think that that's a real level of maturity that we need to honor and sort of say, yeah, that's actually really, really tough to realize that there are voices that don't line up neatly in your head. And that's normal. And it's okay to be able to express different ideas at different times. You know, like a card I just pulled a few minutes ago was Queen of Swords. And I think that that's just in many ways, the perfect card right now about being able to cut through your own voices and your own ideas and say, that one's not true. That's my mother's voice. That's culture's voice. That's my best friend. That's my sixth grade teacher. That's my fear. And this is what I actually think. And I'm really comfortable with what I actually think. I am so excited where you're taking this because it blends in perfectly with another card I had pulled to guide the episode. And that's Page of Swords. And before I talk about Page of Swords, can I just say how sword heavy this episode is? Oh my God, it's all swords. It's all swords. It's all swords. I get so excited when that happens. But what's really cool about this Page of Swords energy right now is, you know, when we talk about pages, we tend to apply some age stuff to it. Like, young, young energy. But I think there is a a strong level of maturity that's existing in this page of swords right now, because Mm. I believe it offers us some, some courage and maybe a little bit of optimism among like the fear that we're talking about, because I feel like it's asking us, well, what would you say if you weren't afraid of being judged or criticized, criticized? How, how would you own and share your voice if that fear didn't exist? 
And I think, I think that's where, where tarot is, this is, tarot is just so cool and this powerful tool (laughs) that exists for this exact purpose. Like I know I personally use tarot to tell my story to myself and to others, but I think that this is where tarot comes in because it's as simple as like just pulling a single card and sitting with it for a day or a week or whatever, and seeing how you interact with this card. How does this card interact with you? What's similar? What's different? What do you like? What do you not like? It's this is where tarot can help you you find your own voice, maybe in ways that you weren't sure how to before. I love that you're going to the idea of tarot being a voice and yeah. like how much it is very much this. That's why reading tarot is fun and interesting. In the beginning, I was pretty rigid with the cards and was like, mm-hmm. this card means this. Oh, no, oh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but learning that it's not like that, that tarot can sort of say, oh, it could be saying this. It could be saying this. It could be saying this. What what feels like the most true thing to you? Yes. What several things could be true. And then that's that's what's wonderful about the cards is that you can pull any card and it relates to your life in some way. Mm-hmm. Now, it might be hard. We've all had that have happen like pulling a card and being like, I don't know what to do with this. Right. But that's kind of the fun of it. That's the creativity of finding the voice of, oh, I see how this kind of can work. That's why it's interesting because it gives us an opportunity. Any given card gives us an opportunity to think in multiple ways. And that's pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, this, that exact thing happened in the symposium recently. Someone had posted a spread and they were having a difficult time interpreting like a particular card in the spread because it was an inherently kind of quote unquote negative card mm-hmm. and that showed up in a, a, sp- a spot in the spread that was supposed to be kind of like positive or, or forward thinking. And I had responded like, this is exactly why I love tarot so much because it really pushes us to think outside the box. It forces us to engage with our thoughts in ways that maybe are different than what we kind of naturally go towards. It's like, I always call tarot an exercise in thought because that's what it is. It's really challenging us to think differently. And that's really why it pairs so nicely with speaking about it or exploring it in a psychological or therapeutic sense, because that's really what therapy is about. It's challenging our thoughts and trying to figure out what's a different way of of thinking about this and experiencing this um, and applying this to your life. You know, I mean, it occurs to me that like, it also can be an exercise in finding your voice. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about another conversation that we had about sort of reading for other people, which is not something that we do a lot of. We really focus on reading for yourself. But this idea of you could use tarot as a way of actually finding a way of talking by yeah. reading either for others or even for yourself, pull cards and instead of doing it in your mind, talk it through, sort of give yourself the reading out loud. It's a, really you feel a little silly at first, but it's a nice way of finding language. Language in our head is really different than language spoken. Oh, 100%. And, you know, I'm kind of thinking about three of cups now for some reason, probably because I was talking about the symposium, Mm. because I think who we surround ourselves with plays a huge role in this. And we have not talked about this yet because, you know, we're talking about how, you know, the voice in our head is different than spoken voice, but also the people we speak to and the feedback we get from them or the feedback we don't get from them also plays a huge role in what we feel like is acceptable or how we feel about 
how we're expressing ourselves or using our voice. I think, you know, if we are sharing something that excites us or interests us and then the people around us are, are quiet, for example, what sort of message does that send? Are you surrounding yourself with people who who are celebrating with you, like in this three of cups, like cheersing you, or are they someone who's people who are kind of dismissing you because that really impacts maybe how much courage you have to actually be yourself. Such a good point. I mean, I'm thinking about like, if somebody were listening to this episode and saying like, yeah, you know, I'd love to find my voice, but when I go to work, everybody's just so mean that if I try to say something, you know, like they shut me down. And so then we go back to having an inner voice, which I don't think is a great place to live, only experiencing your inner voice. But, you know, I think there is a gift to being able to make yourself laugh. I think you're right. I think there's, that's where it can be tricky, right? Because then if you are that person who's going to work, for example, and you're constantly being like ignored or put down, it might become difficult to make yourself laugh because you might think, oh, no one else would think this is funny. I shouldn't think it's funny because it's not funny. It's stupid. And then, oh, the work that you have to do to undo that, right? Like going back to that art of unlearning. I think that's where it's important to be able to make sure that if that's the type of experience you're having, where maybe your voice is constantly being censored or quieted by the people around you, that's your cue to find another group of people. Like you you can't just like up and quit your job, you know, and find a new job that celebrates you. I mean, maybe look for a new job, but in the meantime, try and surround yourself with people who do encourage you and celebrate you and maybe do laugh at your jokes. I mean, it's so cool because earlier I pulled Knight of Wands and I was like, I don't want to deal with this card. (laughs) Um, You know, it's all like I'm getting all court cards and I was like, I don't even know what that means. But here it is. You just got there. That's right. Part of finding your voice, particularly if you're in a situation where your voice is stifled, the solve for that is to be willing to adventure in some way, whether that's, you know, finding a new job or finding a new group of people going to trivia night that you've never been to or doing an improv class or something, saying something even. It could even be as bold as if you've never said anything in this group of people because you think that they're real sticks in the mud. Maybe Mm -hmm. just try being bold, having that sort of Knights of Wand energy and saying, I'm just going to, you know, charge forward for just a second and see what happens. So there is a certain amount of courage that is required here. I love that. Yeah. I love that you said that. And one of the cards that that I just pulled, I just cut the deck. I'm like, yeah, let's see what's going on is the justice card. And I don't normally enjoy like the justice card, but there's something like right now that's saying like, be your own justice card. (laughs) Like, just like, even if you have to like take that and like put it in your wallet or in in your pocket when you're walking around and know that it's okay for you to be who you are, you're you're justified in being yourself. (laughs) Can I just tell you, that's like so weird. Cause like last week when we recorded, I, my hand landed on that as I was just picking up the cards and I was like, we haven't talked about this card in a long time. And there it is. That's funny. I think that's brilliant. I think it's a great card for this because The world is and can be an unfair place, but also justice has a funny way of playing itself out, often not immediately. And I think that that, I I personally take a lot of comfort in that, that I don't need to worry about the justice. It's not mine, that I can sort of allow the justice to happen in other ways. 
And it could even take like a, a really long time, but I, I don't need to worry about it. Yeah. I feel like now we're getting into karma, right? Like if you believe in karma, <laughs> yeah. I think it's more, I think what you're saying too is let's just focus on making sure that you're doing what you can to feel good and to feel comfortable and to feel strong and empowered and in, in who you are and how you show up in the world. And it's okay if you're not everyone's cup of tea. Thank you so much for listening to The Tarot Diagnosis. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok under the handle at The Tarot Diagnosis and join us while we pull daily cards and explore tarot and mental health in between podcast episodes. You can also subscribe to our podcast to make sure that you never miss an episode. If you have a topic or question that you'd like for us to explore on the podcast, you can contact us directly on our website, www.thetarotdiagnosis.com.